What's up, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Almost Brothers Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the blame game. Not the name game, the blame game. Why do we always blame everyone else but ourselves? Coming up. What's up, 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 everybody, and welcome back. Thank you for joining us yet again today. How's it going, Jeremiah? Man, it's going good. That energy drink must be working. <laughs> that, was a, that was a lot of what's up. <laughs> uh, it's kicking, man. We, we had to go ahead and push record because we were having some good conversation uh, yeah. here, and, and we just wanted to get a little bit of song. So before we jump into today's topic, let's just continue on with, with kind of what we were talking about, man. We just I know you were talking about... Um, just kind of what you feel led into, you know, mm-hmm. we started this uh, class uh, Sunday night and, and, you know, you just kind of, kind of talk, you know, share your heart about where, where you see yourself, you know, in the ministry. Well, yeah, like you said, we, we just started a uh, school of ministry here and man, like right out of the gate, the first thing he talked about was how to uh, minister to somebody to alter somebody who's went forward. And um, my wife and I have been talking about this lately because sometimes I feel led to, go up there and pray for someone, but either I don't know them really personally, um, or I don't know what they're going through. And so I allow that to hold me back. And I have just, I was just talking about this with Missy about how I sometimes want to go pray with people and I don't know how to go do that. And then, yeah. so in the first night of school ministry, that's what he breaks down is how to get up there and, yeah. and, uh, you know, just, you know, you, I guess the best thing to do is, is talk to him. Yeah. And I never think about that. I, I always think, well, they're up there praying. I don't want to go up there and interrupt them right. but you do want to there's something in you that wants to go pray with them yeah. then you don't know what to pray about so yeah. it was really cool how you broke that down oh yeah and kind of gave us some just some 101 like this is this is how you do it yeah and it, it, it's it's going to help me oh yeah and and i think everybody i mean you know because almost everybody there kind of had a question and and a concern about how exactly to initiate that you know the prayer like what do you what do you say because not everybody is comfortable a with speaking at all in front mm-hmm. of people, but also with people that you, you don't know. Yeah, you know, and you don't want to be a hindrance to what God is doing, but also, um, you know, you you want to be there for your brother or sister. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I thought I thought it was amazing, and and me and Richard kind of talked about it. It was like, you know, as as Pastor was talking, I love being in tune with Pastor. You know, where where his heart is and where his mind is, and and you know, as he was speaking, you know, I've I, felt things to say. And as I felt it, he would say it and I'm like, yes, yes. I'm like, let's go. Yeah. And it, it would, it would get me excited. So it's, it's good to know that, that me and him are, our, our hearts are in tune with each other. Cause I, I he's a spiritual father to me. Mm-hmm. You know, he has been for a long time. So, um, oh man, it's going to be, it's just so awesome. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm excited. And just the turnout really surprised me. Yeah. Me too. Like it was, I thought it was going to be a small group. Yeah. And what did we have? 30 something, 40, yeah, 40 close, people yeah, there. It yeah. was, it was a lot of people. So it was for that to show up and to say, Hey, I'm ready to serve. I'm ready mm-hmm. to, you know, to do this and to learn the best ways to be able to, to serve our church and, and our community, you know, cause it's not just about our church, but it's just about anybody right. coming to contact. With. Right. And we, you know, you and I both have really bought into this vision that pastor has of the spiritual tsunami that he keeps speaking yeah. about. 
And um, it's not only him. I've heard other people in this area say they've had that similar vision. Uh, our buddy Dalton, who was on a couple weeks ago with us, he had that same exact vision. He was down there at the, vault, at the golf course in Malden. Yeah. Yeah. And he said just a sea of people you know, tr- lined up wanting to get into this uh, struggles group and yep. stuff. And so I think God's really doing something, you know, here. And But I think he's going to prepare his people to be able to handle that. Yeah. And I think that's what's going on. I think that's what we're right in the middle of right now. Absolutely. Because if a tsunami is coming, you better know how to swim. That's right. And that's right. if you know how to swim, you better be prepared to help somebody that doesn't mm-hmm. know You're going to need some swim. lifeguards. That's exactly you know, right. You need life yeah. coaches, whatever. Yeah, that's exactly right, man. So because that's the, I mean, that's where we're at. And I heard somebody um, speak up in class last night that that maybe there's a, there's a uh, how, how do I say this? We have an issue not with just getting people saved, but but the discipleship part. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I totally agree. That is that is the important part because, yeah, you can be in a church service and God can really be dealing with your heart and you make that 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 walk up front and you, you accept Christ. But then what? Yeah. You know, that's where we need to have men and women in the church that are willing to step up and you know, t- and dedicate some of that time yeah. to helping these young you know, babes in Christ yeah. learn to walk, yeah. you know, and, and cause if you don't, then, then, you know, what have you really done for them? Yeah, exactly. It's not about numbers of, Oh, we got so and so many saved or whatever. So many baptized. We want to continue that with yeah. them and walk with them and, and teach them how to walk. Yeah. It's, it's was my message new year's Eve, you know? And again, that was cool hearing that. And it's kind of confirmation of God saying, all right, Michael, you're on the right, you're on the right path, you know? Cause that, that's why I spoke on, on new year's Eve, just talking about, you know, that that first Timothy four twelve about being being young, you know, don't don't look down on yourself because you're young. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not just for young of age, it's for young yes. in the Lord. Yep. And it's like that's easy bait for the enemy to be able to get you, you know, right as soon as you get saved mm-hmm. or you've only been saved a few months, it's easy for him to discourage you and to get you off of that path that you're on. So that yeah, that's our job as as mature Christians and as as you know, people who've been been in this for a while. Uh, is to is to help mentor them and help them on their walk along. So it was it was cool to hear that be brought up last night and and yeah, I just look so forward to it and it's just it's it's awesome and yeah, again the turnout is is just going to be great because we need all hands on deck for mm-hmm. you know for what the Lord is about to do in our communities and and I, I believe that's everywhere. Everywhere needs to prepare and, and you know that we we've heard it said for years and years, but. You know, we are closer now than we've ever been, and, and we really got to prepare prepare ourselves, but also prepare our, our, our flock and people that mm-hmm. are around us. So, yep. oh, man, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, definitely, definitely excited for this one because this one should hit every single person. I know it <laughs> yes. hits us. Yes. Um, just the blame game, man. Just why, why do we do that? <laughs> just blame everyone. Why is it so difficult to take ownership? My goodness gracious. <laughs> it really is, and it? It seems like it seems like the ones that we blame most of the time, if we're not blaming God, which usually he's the very first one that anybody, you could be the biggest atheist, and then you all of a sudden, oh, why would God let this happen? Like, wait, wait, wait. I thought you don't believe in mm-hmm. But for me, it's always the one, clo- the ones closest to me that kind of get the brunt of that. You know, something happens that that is my fault that I've I've went down this road and then something has happened. And it's them that get the brunt of my anger, or them that mm-hmm. get the blame for it. And and is it like that for you, man? It's yeah. I have to I like I have to go to 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 James and tell her like, hey, babe, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're getting 
you know, I misplaced something in the house. This is the biggest. She's going to be screaming. <laughs> I can't believe I'm admitting this. But, like, if something is misplaced at the house, she's always the first one I blame. And then I yeah. find it, and I'm like, oh, crap. I did put that there. <laughs> <laughs> my, my bad, babe. Okay, my fault. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, like, um, I've been missing my debit card or something. I'm like, babe, you had my debit card. Like, where is it at? Where is it? She's like, I didn't have it. I'm like, yeah, you did. I, it's always in my wallet. And then, like, I'll go to my jeans and find it in my jeans. I'm like, oh, man. I'm sorry, right. babe. Yeah, we, it's, it's easy. It's easy to, to blame the ones closest to us. I think Ben gets the brunt of mine. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't know where that's, I don't know what's going on here. It's got to be Ben's fault. But, <laughs> and that, and that but was, it, last time when Mrs. was like, Ben. Yes. It, you know, it didn't forget, you know, but we're, it's, I think it's just easier to, to blame those that are closest to us. Um, sometimes my, you know, my wife I have to remind me that, you know, that it's my job as a, as a husband and, and a father to, to treat them the same way I do a, a stranger or somebody that I don't know as well. You know, a lot of times, you know, I would get upset with them about something that I would never get upset at a member, you know, a friend here from the church or something, yeah. you know, that would be no big deal, but it's, it's easier to get a little more, you know, upset with, with those that are closest to you. But they like you start off saying about blaming God, you know, we were listening to a sermon by Robert Madu and he was, he gave the example of the, the boy playing in the street and um, he keeps telling him like, you know, you can't play in the street, you know, you're going to hit, you know, you get, stay out of the street. And this goes on and on. And eventually a kid gets hit and he's mad at his dad. Like, you know, why'd you, why'd you let the, why'd you let me get hit in the street? He's like, man, I've been telling you to get out of the street. And you know, that's what we do with God. Sometimes he'll, he'll be warning us against something or, telling us not to do something and we choose to do it anyway because we know best. And then when it, when the wheels fall off, yeah. it's like, what, God, why'd you allow that to happen to me? Yeah. You know? And so that, that's why I think this hits home with everybody or I, th- I think it should, because if we're honest with ourselves, then we can pinpoint areas in our life where we've been disobedient yeah. to the voice of God. And as a result of that, bad things have happened. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. and so it's just, I think uh, it's a huge thing to be able to, to recognize that and take ownership of that. Yeah. You know, because once you, once you begin to take ownership of that, then you can, you can start listening <laughs> to, yeah. to the voice of God and, and then, and doing things that, that prevent that from happening. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just, there's, it's so easy. I mean, I was an addict and alcoholic for years and it it was never my fault. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was, it was always somebody else's fault. Yeah. You know, it didn't matter if I was, you know, drunk and driving, you know, 20 miles an hour with the speed limit and swerving through a school zone and I get ticket like, well, it's a cop's fault. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not the cop's <laughs> yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And and that's just a, that's an extreme example. I've yeah. never gotten drunk in a school zone, but what I'm saying is, yeah. is that that's the way it can be yeah, in life. People, that's how people are. Like, yeah. That's literally how people are. It's like, no, that was your own dumb fault. <laughs> right. Like, Oh, the cop was just picking on me. Like, weren't you going 50? Yeah, he's got a, he's got a, I got a bullseye on me. Well, you, yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah, exactly. You know why? You know, and, (laughs) you know, and sometimes, you know, being on the right side of that, um, the devil can, or the enemy can put a bullseye on you, you know, just for being, you know, being a a warrior and a prayer warrior, you know, whatever, a a mighty man of God, you can get a bullseye on your back for doing the right thing, you know, but, we're above that. We know that, that we're great, you know, greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. So we know that we're above that, but you can be targeted sometimes feel like, you, you know, that yeah. everybody's against you, but yeah. 
You know, it ain't God's fault. Yeah. Oh man, it reminds <laughs> me. I can't remember what movie it is, but it, it's it's a little a little black kid, and he like throws something at somebody and hits them in the face with it. Like, yo, why did you do that? He's like, oh, it's because I'm black. It's like, no, because you do it. Like, <laughs> you did it. You know, and that that's how we that's how we get we get we get def- defensive almost. Mm-hmm. The more it's our fault, and th- is the more defensive we get to God or to whoever whoever it may be. Just like, oh, I can't believe and and. I think the biggest, the hardest thing for me is is in a situation where it's multiple people's fault. Mm-hmm. I want to blame everybody in that but me. I, I don't want to take ownership for right. my fault in what happened. Mm-hmm. Especially when you know when me and Jamie were having problems, it was always oh she nags or she does this or she does mm-hmm. this or she, you know even even if it may be almost completely their fault. There's something that I could have done differently right you know so i think that every situation like that there's something there's a choice that we could have made or something better that we could have said or or something that we could have done to change that you know so i think right i think looking at every situation no matter pastor's really good at this because i asked him uh, a while back just kind of how he how he deals with church hurt and he said well first of all i try to examine like what i could have done differently even if it's completely that other person's fault there's something that i could have done better you know, so he said he he tries to learn from that and then deal with it from him and then work work through it that way. And I'm like, man, that that's so true. That's what that's it's easy to say, but so hard to do. Yeah, and uh, to take that a step further, most of the time, if you're looking at at someone else and there's, there's something that's really bothering you, something they're doing that's really aggravating, there's probably a reflection yeah. of something inside yourself. Yep. And and nine times out of ten, that's true. Mm-hmm. If if I'm really getting you know upset with somebody else or, or blaming them, or like they shouldn't act like that, they shouldn't do that. It's probably something that I did. Yeah, that you know, or something that I you know, I would handle the situation the same way. So I, I think that the Holy Spirit will reveal that to us so that we can work on ourselves. Yeah, because ultimately it's about working on ourselves. And I'm not saying that it's about us; yeah. like it's a self centered thing. But it is about us of working on ourselves so that we can be that image of Christ that we're called to be. Yeah, yeah. Just every day, just trying to be better than like, man, mm-hmm. I could work on this, this, this from yesterday. That's that's you know, and I think I think that's the way that anybody should look at it. You know, no matter how good of a person you feel that you are, there's always something that mm-hmm. you can work on. You know, it's like you know, Jordan said he's gonna he's gonna practice and learn and listen to coaches until he stopped playing. Mm-hmm. No matter how good he felt, or you know, he's the greatest ever. Period. That's that's a fact. That's mic drop. But he said, you know, he was always trying to strive and be better and better and better and better because we we never reached that peak of just perfection. So I think that looking at those situations and going, okay, let's see what I could have done different. I think that's what that is is just kind of working on yourself and like you said, it's not that self centered, but it's it's definitely self examination. Right. That's a good word for that. Yeah. So I, sometimes I'll throw them. You went to school today. That's didn't you? right. Well, that's a T word. Yes, I did. <laughs> and they called me at 730 yeah. this morning. Oh, man. man, y'all didn't give a brother no time to <laughs> get ready, did you? Good Lord. I had to run around. It was probably the quickest shower I've ever taken. I don't even think Dexter's back in school yet. Are they not really? I think they're back tomorrow. Well, I know they do. Oh, okay. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Nice. Nice. Yeah. See, and uh, my plan for today was to go to Dexter and Bernie and put my application in. So I'll have those three schools, Dexter, Bernie, and Malden, okay. to sub at. But Malden called me in, so called me in yesterday and tomorrow. So ooh, cool. keep calling me. Cool. Yes, 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 yes. And they sub me absolutely. You <laughs> love that, don't you? Oh, yeah. Like uh, 
the vice principal, he, he'll text me and be like, hey, do you want to work tomorrow? I'm like, do porcupines kiss carefully? <laughs> so I text him that, and he's just sitting back, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, yes, yes. Uh, the answer is yes. yes. <laughs> just in case you didn't understand that. Yeah. Yeah, but, man, I know it's it's – I think this is something that really – especially in the year that we live in, in the, in the days that we live in is so hard as a societal norm. It's so hard to take self-responsibility. Everything is somebody else's fault. If you're black it's because of the white people, if you're white, it's because of black people. If you're a man, it's because of women. If you're a woman, because man, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. it goes on and on. It's somebody else's fault that your life is the way it is. Right. But I think it's time that we've got to stop and say, Hey, what can I do to change this? Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get your dealt a bad hand. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, you you're you're from the gutter and it's harder for you than it is for some other people. That's just what you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Like look yourself in the mirror and say, What can I do to get myself out of this? Right. You know, and I think it's the hardest thing to do because it's so easy and it's so acceptable to blame everything. Yeah, else. and it's instilled at a at an extremely young age. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at, at Max, you know, and he got in the truck yesterday this is a pretty good example of this uh sunday after church you know we're getting ready to go eat and i look at back in the back seat and he's got this cup of cotton candy just going to town man oh and i'm gosh. like what are you doing give me you know give me that and he's yeah. like well ben gave it to me yeah. you know and then yeah. so i mean as a five-year six-year-old that he's already learned that yeah. well that's not my fault yeah my brother gave it to me yeah. my brother's 50 16 years old yeah. i mean they're all having birthdays man i started to give <laughs> yeah. up oh, yeah. he yeah. just turned 16 to 29 so uh yeah. anyhow yeah it's just like you know it but that's it's something that kids learn at a really young age yeah you know don't hit your sister she hit me first yeah don't yeah. do this well they he, you know and it's just so it it's a it's a maturity thing to to get to a place where you don't just immediately point the finger that's good yeah and i've done a lot of work well, you know, you know my story, and I've, I've shared it on the podcast. You know, I was went through treatment and stuff like that, and, and battled addiction. But getting out of that mindset is so difficult yeah. because you just want to play the victim card. You want to blame everybody else. You want to do whatever it takes just to continue down the road that you're on. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. nobody. You know, it's not your fault. And it's just, man, it's really hard to get out of that. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just it's hard for anybody to get out of it. Oh, absolutely. And at some point, you've got to say no. Like you've got the choice. To do it or to not. You know, I understand some people, It's they're more susceptible to addiction. Mm-hmm. But at, at some point, you've got to look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm not. I'm going to choose not to do that. I, yeah. hate, I hate people, oh, well, my parents smoked, so that's why I smoke. No, you mm-hmm. smoke because you choose to get up and mm-hmm. you choose to smoke. Yeah. Yep. Yes, you may be more susceptible to to getting addicted to it, but you choose mm-hmm. to do that. You can choose to do your best to stop. Right. People do it every day. Right. And you know, it goes it goes back to the generational curses, which I I totally believe. Yeah. I believe that is a real thing. And um I heard Pastor Bolin uh preach a sermon one time on being bent in a certain direction. Yeah. Where which is the same thing. It's what you're saying. Yeah. But you know, we're 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 born with this this inclination to go in a certain direction. And, and once you recognize that, then all you have to do is not, you know, be aware of that and not do that, Yeah, you know, but it, it it is hard and I'm not downplaying it because I lived in it for a long time, but there comes a time whenever you're like, okay, look, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want it to be this way anymore. And then you, you just, you take responsibility for that. And then that's when you, 
you know, ask God to help you break these, these curses and, and, and you're going to be the one that, you know, the buck stops here. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter that my, my granddaddy and my great granddaddy and my daddy and everybody was alcoholics. We're not anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And so, I, I mean, that's just, that's what I want to do for my family. You know, I have daughters and, you know, I've got some, some kids that, that have been grafted in now that are yep. mine. And, and it's like, you know, that's the least I can do for them is to make it to where they don't have to be the one to overcome. It yeah. just, it's easier for me to do it. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's my job to do it. Yeah. Shouldn't be on my kids. I don't want it to be what it was for me times seven or whatever on them. And now it's up to them to do it or their kids are going to go through it. You know what I mean? Like when you look at the bigger picture and stop blaming everybody else and just be like, what can I do to make it better for my family and for myself? And what, you know, how would God want me to handle this? Then, then the decisions get easier. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's that first step of saying, okay, what has happened? I may have been dealt a bad hand, but you know what? I'm going to decide to change. And that's the point at when you could say, okay, now I need help yeah. getting this first. Yes. Step. Yes. And, 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 and it's a process too. Yeah. It's not something that just at the snap of the fingers, yeah. I mean, like you wake up one day and you're and everything is better. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a slow process sometimes. Yeah. And it's, it's a hard one because whenever you get over one mountain, it's like, there's another one waiting for you. Yeah. You get, you're getting ready to go to the Rockies. Oh, so you're yeah. going to, you're going to know yeah. that you get, you know, you see that giant mountain, you get over it and you're like, well, there's just another one, you know, yeah. and then there's just another one. And then sometimes you're going to choose to kind of go around that mountain a little while yeah. and then finally get, you know, over yeah. it. But that process is what, where you need people in your life to hold you accountable and you need to pray for you and you need to support you and, and you need to get in a church and serve all these things that we talk about on this podcast, just roll them all up into a ball and start practicing some of this stuff. And that is the process. Yeah. You know, we kind of sometimes run out of things to talk about on here. Sometimes we repeat things that we've talked about before, but because it's important, Yeah. you know, like it, it, it so you may hear it today and it sound different or mean something different than it did, you know, six months ago when yeah. you heard it, but that's just, you know, the way it's going to be doing this, you know, but I, I just feel like right now that this is, you know, in this season we're in right now, that people just need to understand that, that, that the process is necessary and not to despise it, but to embrace it, learn what you can through it. And then just, you know, do that for a year and then look back yeah, and see, and see what God's done for you and see how much you've matured and see how much, you know, God's provision has been in your life and how much, how he's provided for you and how he put people in your life, you know? Yeah. Man. (laughs) Cause I mean, I, I think about my own life and it chokes me up a little bit Yeah, because he's done that for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's, and he's using you to change people's lives, man. That's what's so great about it is, is that you've went through this. You, you're not just talking about it. You're not just on a pedestal telling people, hey, this is how you do it. This is how you, you're saying, I, I was, I'm there. I've, I've been there. I know mm-hmm. where you're at. I know where I'm at now. I know the path you need to take. Like, just, just open your ears and listen, and, like, I can help you get through this. And that's the beautiful thing, man, is, is you know, that's kind of like what we were talking about at the open of the podcast is, you know, where you see yourself, just helping people that that you see yourself in, mm-hmm. that you see struggling with, with those same things. And you you know, hey, hey, look, I've, I've got the seek, I've got the map. I know the way to get there, you know. And and so many times we, we, we do, we want to go around, you, you kind of hit on it, go around that same mountain. Time and time again, because this time it's going to be different. Yes. This time I've got control of it. This time I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to do things different. And we fall, we get mad, we go and we do it again. We fall mm-hmm. and we get mad. And why? Why do we? Why do we continuously do that? Like I think it's a it's a pride thing. 
Yes. That we say, you know what? This tripped me up last time. I'm not going to let it do it mm-hmm. again. And then it does it again. And you say, okay, it got me those first two times. But this time, I'm going to be strong enough to overcome it. And I think, I think with, with especially like drugs and alcohol, is that's how a lot of people's mindset is. It's like, well, I was addicted to it then, but now I can, I can do a little bit and not get addicted because I'm right. stronger. Than it. And then they fall back into that mm-hmm. same trap, and it's over and over. Right. Well, and you can, you can say the same thing if it's pornography, yeah. Yeah. or if it's anger, or if it's gossiping, or if it's picket, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it, it's one of the things where once you know God's delivered you from that, and and you see the the wrong in it then you can't go back and dabble in it. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Yeah. You know, but I think that that's just part of our nature to that. It, whether it's comfortable or whether it's whatever is it's, it's like the dog going back to its own vomit. You yeah. know, Jesus talks, tells that parable, you know, and, or tells that story. And it's like that, that's really how I got who we are. And I don't know why yeah. I really don't know why we're like that, Yeah, but we do. We just, we tend to want to go back to that. And, um, you know, I, I just, I'm in a place now. Thank God. <laughs> that mm-hmm. I don't want to go back to Egypt. Yeah. You know, I don't want to go back to, to being a slave. <laughs> I don't want to just sin. And I don't, I don't want to be in bondage anymore. And I, I, man, I love the, the freedom and the liberty that I have in Christ. Yeah. That's good. I want that for everybody. Man. I want that for everybody. <laughs> Come on. I ain't saying nothing else. I'm letting you finish it up. <laughs> well, are we done? Is, hey, is that a, done, is, is that a, is that a mic drop? You're killing it. Oh, got to be <laughs> no. heat. I don't know. And, man, and, it, yeah, we we do we just, we do. Just, I say I'm I'm not going to say nothing else now. So. <laughs> I knew that. I knew but, that. <laughs> but we really do. We want to encourage our listeners that we we know that that we all struggle. We all struggle with something. There's something that we all tend to fall over, and we all tend to struggle with. And like we said, it could be porn. It could be drugs or alcohol. It could be anger. It could be lying it could be what whatever it may be just know that we we know we feel you mm-hmm. we know how it is to be in that dirt and in that mud and muck and just know that there's a way out there's a man named Jesus that loves you that loves you right where you're at if you're listening to this and you've got a needle in your arm he loves you right where you're at that's right he's got a better plan for your life if you're one of those I told Richard, Richard kind of talked about it. You're one of those that, that say you're a godly person, but you've got that thing that you go home and that you know you know you struggle with. You know that you have it. Maybe behind closed doors, nobody knows about it. Know that God loves you right where you're at. That's right. He's got a better plan for you than where you're at right now. Yes. And we just want this to encourage you, to lift you, to lift your spirits, and, and for you to use us, our crappy past, <laughs> as, as an example to be able to get out of that and to know that, hey, there's hope. Look what happened. Look where Jeremiah's at now. You can be that person, you know, and and, and we don't we don't ever want it to seem like we're, we're, hey, this is what you do, this is what you do. This is us talking about our lives and how we get through the things and how we've got to where we are. So so just be encouraged and, and know that we love you, but most of all, God loves you. Amen. And And also remember, if you don't have a home church, Come check us out at the Lighthouse in Dexter. It's 8.30 in the parking lot, 10 o'clock inside. We love y'all.